0: geeks and cinemaniacs. From the heart of Hollyweird, California, at the epicenter of all things eerie and awesome, it's time for Charles Band's Full Moon Freak Show. Dudes, I have to put my glasses on and read this to you because it's so frickin' voluminous. My out of control amazing guest this week is a horror culture superstar who has literally done it all. She's an actor, writer, producer, performer, comedian, singer, entrepreneur, also an entrepreneur, (laughs) and most recently, a best-selling author. She's probably best known for her iconic horror host character, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, the undisputed Queen of Halloween. But today, we have the the honor, the honor, I was going to say the hard, we have the honor of sitting down with her, Al Nautoral. So please welcome the one and only Cassandra Peterson to The Freak Show. Ciao, Cassandra. Oh, natural.
1: I'm wearing uh, clothes. That well, you're
0: stop, a natural right? as, as Cassandra. Oh, that's you know, true. For people you meant, who, like you no can can't forget the Elvira thing.
1: And what's an entrepreneur? It's my own word. Okay. entrepreneur. do that.
0: You know, people can say they're an entrepreneur, but if they actually go out and do it and make it happen, then they're entrepreneurs. Okay, That's I like in my that. mind, because that's what you and I, many of the things we share in, com, yeah, you in common. You make
1: up words, too. I make up words all uh, the time. All the time. Yeah. Huh? I'm Yes, thank you. That's now, since a we are r- Russian name, I adopted <laughs> no, when I I'll drink many
0: I'll tell you what's funny about calling you or calling someone Ski at the end is, <laughs> I have a distant memory in high school since we were the same age, an awesome, awesome age. Almost exactly this. Yes, age. almost exactly, and I remember that one of my friends I would call Bradski, and so I <laughs> added that as well. I'm not sure where that comes from, if it was a movie or something that inspired us at the same time, because we literally had pretty much. I wouldn't say we had the same childhood because I was in Italy. (laughs) But, you know, same era, same magic. So, okay, yeah, Cassandrisky.
1: Yep, that's that's what I had uh, this friend. We worked at Don Kirshner's rock concert right up the street here on Sunset Boulevard. And... uh, um, yeah, she worked in the office and I was a, a, a PA there, you know, just running around production, doing, taking photos, doing makeup, doing right. all kinds of things. And uh, I don't know. She became Donna Ski and I became Cassandra Ski. <laughs> and I think it had to do with brewskis. Uh, you think so? Because Yeah, I think. I don't uh, know, because well, I, I, I did not drink brewskis. brewskis. I didn't drink
0: beer. We, we sipped oh. on vino Well, you Italy. were in Italy. I know, but this, I don't know where the ski thing happened. But <laughs> I do want to say, um, yes, we said we're the same age. And,
1: Parliamo uh, italiano.
0: Si. Io lo parlo si. bene. Perché io per un dicembre... Io non parlo bene. No, no, tu parli bene. Quasi
1: tutto. tutto. <laughs> no, you...
0: Because si. you spent a year or so in Italy. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: But I forgot practically everything. No, you so, didn't.
0: You, yeah. you, what you just said is... Was not only well said, but you have a pretty good accent, too, which is Thank hard. Thank you. Thank you. I'm okay. lucky that I literally... Can pass off as an Italian. I have no accent in Italian, and that was the great thing to have growing up and trying to pick up chicks. Which I don't know how you say that anymore, but that's what we said back (laughs) in the day. We didn't say hook up; that would be weird. Pick up chicks, yeah. Well, my friends were Italian, and we spoke Italian, and all they wanted to do is find and pick up, meat and make out with. It was innocent days, American tourists or foreign tourists. Yeah. And those tourists wanted American. I'm sorry, they wanted Italian men. That's what they were looking for. Oh, that's what I was looking for. So I know you, you didn't want an American guy. So I Hell was. No. I dressed like them, and I spoke Italian. And there were many, I shouldn't even say it's many occasions where we would get lucky, and maybe at, well, at the end of the day, maybe someone kissed one of the girls, maybe someone boobies, like, oh. whatever. It was not very <laughs> aggressive. But at the end of those evenings, I was speaking like I'm speaking to you in English, since they were pretty much American English girls, and yes. not one that anyone. Not once did anyone say. I thought you were an Italian guy because in the beginning I spoke Italian. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows what happens <laughs> in the minds of uh, young children? Yeah.
1: We don't know. We don't want to know.
0: So I do want to say that I had the best time flying home a few days ago from Rome.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm not t- I'll, so tell you, I'll tell you why.
0: I was a family vacation and I flew Rome-Frankfurt then the 11-hour flight from Frankfurt all the way back to L.A. And I had the audio version of your book. And I binge the entire flight, <laughs> which is because I'm really good at falling asleep. Which you need to do. Maybe I doze off for an hour and I rewound, but I, I literally, you know, your spirit so enveloped me because that's all oh. that matters here. When, when it, at the end of the day, we've all had these crazy experiences, but I had so much fun following your incredible escapades. For people who have not read this book, you've got to get it. You've got to buy it. You got no. You. I'm seriously I'm serious. <laughs> Thank it's. You. So entertaining, it's a mind blower. It's a mind blower.
1: Thank you. I always tell people, they don't believe me, they, I, I always say, my life was really crazy until I finally became Elvira and then things calmed down. <laughs> and that's kind of what happened.
0: Well, you had, an, a, a, I think, an amazing life. Uh, and, and Elvira happened when you were about 30, right? 30, exactly. Okay. So you you had, your crazy life began at 14, 15, and, and so I moved, did mine. moved out of
1: my... Uh, uh, house, so did mine yeah.
0: I mean I was not doing what you were doing cause, the go-go I, dancing. I wasn't go-go, go-go dancing you, right. I, I don't have boobies <laughs> I, I couldn't do that but we were both on a, on a course at a very young age yeah, just and a... I totally relate to that you know mm-hmm. and if people didn't know you in Italy uh, didn't know your career and I had to come up with a title for your book I would call it which That's means the adventurous yeah. one an adventurous in your case woman an yeah. adventurous person because you are you know, throw caution to the wind, you know, and somehow that's in your spirit. I don't know if that comes from your parental units, you know.
1: Probably, probably, you know. I, I, uh, I thought a lot about that when I was writing my book, Where Does That Come From? Uh, um, you know, probably my dad, kind of crazy, kind of wild, and, and uh, a risk taker. Yeah. I think I was a serious risk taker. I'm just Lucky. <laughs> well, first of all, I, you know, first of all, turned out one piece. You're, you're you're
0: lucky. You're alive. I am very much because I'm a risk taker. But I I had my insane ups and downs in my business. I'm otherwise super. I didn't do anything you did. You know, I've never had a one night stand. I never did drugs other than some pot. I, I I was just focused on making movies my entire life, and that's what I'm still wow. doing. Wow. But I've taken risk, and I've been this close to bankruptcy. I went to jail for a weekend. I had <laughs> mad mad. Forty odd years of being in this business.
1: Wow! But
0: at the end of the day, you 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 you're passionate. And you believe in what you're doing, and and but your early history is, is like,
1: yeah. I,
0: I'd really think it's a miracle that you're alive.
1: I do too. I mean, I I used to think nothing of like hopping in a car full of GIs uh, hitchhiking <laughs> to Denver. True. Like Unbelievable. Four or five guys in a car. Yes, hop in. No, but I'm as 14, an underage I'm like, yeah. chick, you're
0: topless and you're twirling your things yeah, and you're know, playing all these crazy places. Driving
1: and- all over, which I didn't even have a driver's license to North Dakota and Wyoming and everything to go go dance at like Holiday Inns, you it's know. Great. And fantastic. Oh Lord, it was but it's intense. all of
0: that that gave you this amazing character that then created your career as Elvira. Part of that you use. That's your. Up to thirty. I mean, that's your life experience. But in a sense, your—I mean, your whole showbiz career. Well, your showbiz began at fourteen, I guess, even when you were at the clubs. I mean, that's still showbiz. Yeah. Business.
1: Oh, it was definitely showbiz. I was completely supporting myself by dancing, paying my rent. Wow. And uh, so, I count that as show business. It is. No, you know? it is.
0: I guess your professional. The when you when you hit your mark and you created Elvira, that's when. Your career became less of a madhouse, and I started making money. For and the you started making, which is ever. really a good thing.
1: Yeah, it really is a you good know? thing. I gotta I've tell also you. had
0: moments when no money and you know just on Me the verge too. of of trouble, and you appreciate it when when you can breathe and not worry about covering the rent yeah. or and then you you got to live through that and you got to live through. I hate to say it because I don't. Wish this on anyone, <laughs> but my early, early experience having almost died twice in third world countries, yeah, uh, hospitals. I read about that. Is was, Oof. it just made everything look different. I mean, you know, if you take a risk and worst case, you know, you lose money, you fail, maybe you get in trouble. Nothing compares to near death. You know, that's true. <laughs> yeah, know? and
1: you know, if you read my book, and you had I the was, same I was burned as yes. a child, and it was a very serious burn, thirty five yep. percent of my body, which Terrible. most Children at that time did not live through because the infection kills you, you know. But, um, yeah, I think in the long run it does make you appreciate your life and you live your life more, you know, just – yeah, you kind of grab every. Well, it puts things in know, perspective too.
0: You know, when people have problems and they're hysterical about something so trivial and stupid, it's like I'll yeah. tell you what you really need to be worried about—not anything you're talking about right now. Yeah, so you, you approach now. Your energy also is—it comes through the pages, it comes through your voice. I felt it. I. Yeah. I don't know how to say this. I mean mean this in only a positive way, but after I finished reading it, I was really bleary-eyed because I always (laughs) sleep, and I think I slept one hour. I had one hour left of the book, which I finished a few days ago. But I kind of hung out with you for 10 hours. I mean, it was intense. (laughs) I mean, everything. And I I literally felt your spirit for the next two, three days. I would dream a bit about your escapades, think about the, the many things we have in common more than you would know. And I thought, wow, what a... What a beautiful spirit you have, mm, you thank know. You. Now I'm, I'm. You can watch all the other shows. I'm very complimentary. I have friends mm-hmm. in the business. We all, you know, done this long enough. But I just felt you have such a unique energy. And when I think about you know where you were born, Kansas, and your whole Colorado thing, and I know the, the way your mom treated you, which yeah. you know <laughs> what was it was a uh, challenging. But through all of that, and no money, and Jumping out underage, doing crazy things. You know, you got to ask yourself now that we're a little more mature, right? Because as I've told... Well, I
1: don't know about that. No, 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 we are.
0: In Italy, they usually (laughs) don't say you're older. They just say you're more mature.
1: Yeah.
0: If if I have an older... Più maturo. Più maturo. Brava. Brava, Cassandra. Ski. (laughs) But whatever it is, you, you plowed through it and you were dodging bullets every... Every other day, it seems because those, and then I love because you wrote it in your own words. Now, I was very lucky. My book, which came out recently, um, I had a wonderful um, uh, biographer who's a wonderful writer. Now, I can tell stories, but he wrote and he captured my voice. guy named Adam Felber, who for many years was the head writer on the Bill Maher show that I love watching. Also, I put Bill in his first movie, it was called Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle. I know it it well, I know it well. (laughs) A bizarre film. But um, Adrian Barbeau, yes, and Shannon Tweed, and and, and Gene Simmons kept visiting the set, all horny for Shannon, and then they (laughs) married. You know, so there's all still sort of interesting history there. But um, I completely lost my trend of thought. More mature, (laughs) more more mature. mature. I don't know about that. Um, See, we share that too. uh, Wait a minute. I was
1: going to say, people keep uh, after they read my book. They keep calling me the female Forrest Gump. Which I don't know. I hope that's a, a compliment. I, I don't know. Would yeah. you take it as that? Uh, a lot. These no, notes. but you Sorry, know,
0: please. I was kidding around earlier about being an entrepreneur. You know, there <laughs> we're in a world now where I think more people are aware they can break out of the mold. They can at least give it a shot, do something they want to do. Because people are really brought up with thing in college, and this is what my parents want me to do. And then they yeah. appear, they're at age forty, they're unhappy, and they do something else. And I think more people, also because of the pandemic, are now thinking, "Well, maybe I should give this a shot." Yeah, and I, I encourage so that too. because if you don't do what you love, you're kind of screwed. You <laughs> yeah, know, you're are. not going to be a happy human. You and find you at and you followed your going, muse, what am I doing? your crazy muse, your entire yeah. life. You did.
1: Yeah, I did. I had this. Uh, I always tell people I had this uh, plan that it, I, somebody read me. I think it was my art teacher that poem by Robert Frost about. Coming going through the woods and seeing two paths, you know, right? And right. oh, yes, so yes, right. I made a, I made a, a this pact with myself that if I had a decision between two things, mm-hmm. I was going to take the one that was harder, okay, the more difficult one. And that that just became my way of choosing what I'm going to do, like, uh, just take the hard road and see how it goes because the easy road doesn't get you anywhere really but you you also
0: i mean again i I, my memory is pretty good but you've also had so many passionate relationships in, in those early years yeah that and that was the point i was going to make before i thank god it flew back in my head the um you wrote the book unlike me in your own words you wrote your book it. Right, because I had a I had a someone who helped me who yes, wrote it.
1: But but I read a chapter and it really makes me want to read your book. Oh well, thank so. you. Yeah, I'm I'm. Oh, <coughs> i looking like, for. Oh, hey, oh. Y'all, that's how I get free. Look things. at this, Fantastic. And I wrote. I was going to well, do the it town it? I just I, I said ciao, me. cassandra,
0: Alrighty. with much affection. Aww. So this is the book. Grazie. But I did have Grazie. someone write for me and tell my stories and prose. Yeah, but you your wrote, stories your, are really interesting. You wrote your own book. I and did. your voice is it's so your voice. So no, first thanks. of all, I mean just a couple things that really amuse me. One is um, every time you had a relationship and there were many. It, you yeah. described each one as being the most amazing, the most awesome, passionate <laughs> never before in my life. My eyes blew up, my boobies <laughs> fell off. You desc- each one was almost the same of all these characters. And then you went to Italy to Italy, mm-hmm. knowing yeah. nothing about the country <clears throat> with basically no money, yeah. you gotta talk about that and talk about that abandoned place you stayed in which is so dangerous, that's called the periferia. I know where you were, it's a Do real you? scary place. Ooh. and. I had a miracle no idea you're alive, like but a, you had those big three black dudes who were sort of your protectors, right?
1: Yes, I mean from the Maasai tribe and they had all these... <laughs> not, these this is unbelievable. I, the, you know, there's like bumps all over their face in patterns yes. and stuff. Yeah, I know exactly. And they were hugely tall and next door to my apartment I had no lock on the door because I was just... Squatting. Uh, squatting there. I, I have to, I don't
0: know what you... This is, people don't won't believe this. Okay, so imagine like the projects or some place in your worst imagination it awful, man. you know I had almost no idea like that was in Rome. things that are well yeah every city has it it's, yeah, I its guess. you know not very visible but once you're there it's alarming and Cassandra at a very young age what 17 or 19 or by some then, teen
1: yeah by then I was about 19 19 <laughs> 19
0: yeah. you you're literally in a in a shell of an apartment that had nothing but a mattress yep no locks on the door nothing because you weren't no renting electricity. it. Electricity. You just found a place to crash. Yeah. And it had it,
1: running water. That was well, there, fantastic. Miracolo. Miracolo. Yeah, know, it was.
0: And next door were these, these big dudes who became friendly and, and helped you because that's they a did. recipe for disaster. I can't even Yes, believe.
1: I know. Believe me, I was constantly running away from someone or other. But these guys <laughs> kind of became my protectors. They watched my apartment for me. They made sure that, you know, I was... <clears throat> I had food. They'd bring me over food that they would cook and everything. That's unbelievable. <clears throat> I lucked out, right? Can you imagine that happening today? Would no. you want your 19-year-old daughter if you had one to be in I that situation? I wouldn't, I wouldn't want my want 40-year-old to. daughter. Yeah, the yeah. whole thing
0: is is mad. But, you know, you had the spirit. You had that drive. You were you sort of invincible. And we all feel that way, but you proved it because, again, I don't want to recite your book. People should go buy the freaking book because it is so <laughs> – amazing all the stuff before now once we hit 1980 or 81 and elvira i I sort of followed what you were doing We our paths of cross which we'll talk about in a minute but i had no uh, awareness of that early life which was in many cases it's uh, a full life even though you turn the corner with elvira around age 30 i mean those early years all over the place vegas the stuff in vegas banging around with all these dudes and, and Elvis and your Tom Jones <laughs> story and
1: it's, unbelie- yeah. it's unbelievable uh, I just saw the Elvis movie by the way that How is Bob Sermon did fantastic oh, and I'm very picky because yes. knowing Elvis yes. I really didn't want to see him get you know, slaughtered yeah. right. on TV by or movies he, and I, this is so wonderful and you get why he ended up the way he did yeah, and his terrible. relationship with Tom Parker, you know, the colonel, it was yeah. a very bad man. And it, it, it's like, it, it's just a fantastic movie. And the actor who portrays him is brilliant. Wow. I mean, couldn't get over it. I cannot wait to go see it again. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that... if you ever liked Elvis or were interested in me, I did. The my, movie, my, much wonderful. like you, although you
0: had the Elvis thing, I, you know, we shared the same timeline. So for me, it was all about the Beatles. You know, it was yeah. that age of innocence, the 60s. And of course, I was lucky enough to live in Rome. My my folks who were great. My dad was a film producer and director, and he took us at the height of the whole that whole Paisley movement. And you know, I I didn't see. I saw the Beatles. I saw them in Italy. Yes, they 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 came to Rome in I guess '67, and they played a relatively small venue. It was like three thousand people. It was a theater. It wasn't like a big. uh, Yeah, like. they were on and off the stage and probably 35 minutes. The opening band was a well-known Italian band. I forget their name right now. Of course, the place was Pandemonium. And this yeah, was 3,000. It was a big theater in Rome. Uh, and when the Beatles came out, and I don't know how to say this politely, there was a couple of girls near us who literally were having orgasms. This was enli- some <laughs> like, I believe like it. for real orgasms. And it was just, and you could hear them, unlike a lot of their shows that, that you couldn't hear. Apparently, people have been to Shea Stadium because they came with those little amps and there's a 30,000 people screaming. Yeah. It was a mind blower, a mind blower. And but with, my parents took us to London. I was very lucky to uh, go to a Jimi Hendrix uh, concert, which, which you did I too. Uh, I uh, yours to yours concert. ended badly, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, right, kind of good, kind of
1: bad. Oh, I was going to tell you one funny thing. I just talked to. I was talking to Rob Zombie the other day, right. and we were talking about the Beatles at Shea Stadium. Yes. They literally showed up, he said, in a station wagon. They jumped out. <clears throat> they had their speakers with them. Right. They were like they carried them like suitcases. Yeah. Set them on the stage, and they hooked the speakers into the P. you know the sound system that was like you know right. next game up the batter yeah, will be yeah. you know that's like all that. they had and that is all they had all at they Hayes had. Stadium and of course nobody heard a single word of what they were singing no. because no. everybody was screaming and, and the Beatles were very kind of disappointed in that yes but that's how happened but they, they had, had a, a super tight set so then, I mean you it know? was
0: like I mean, they're so good as a band, aside yeah. from uh, the endless It's my talent. one
1: giant regret in life that I never got to see them because every time I was having this go on one right. place, they were playing somewhere right. else. I'd go right. here, they were somewhere else. Yeah. Just never. I did meet them all, finally, oh, except wow. for John Lennon, which wow. is my, what a my tra- tra- that was second just, greatest regret because he was my that, favorite. I was
0: just, couldn't stop crying for all year in 1980. Yeah. But, um, but rewinding for a minute. So the 60s... We shared the you know that that age of innocence and 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 love and you know I was like you I protested the war I mean all that was happening mm-hmm. and I had a early relationships with the few women I'd been with so yeah. you know it was all amazing once the seventies hit things got a little darker and more ugly in my mind the music turned yeah me too um, but the Beatles it was pretty much everything for me so I didn't really have the Elvis thing I liked a lot of his music mm-hmm. but a similar story to yours um, when I came back to the states. 1970, 71, um, I somehow, for a brief period of time, that's when I, I was going to Italy. I know yeah. we, we we missed each other, but same paths. same timeline. Yeah, I went to Vegas for some reason six or seven times. Uh, I missed you there too, <laughs> more or less. <laughs> you were there when I was. But there. I went there frequently. I, was, I guess I was for a moment a gambler. Then I didn't like that whole thing. It was, but I was there that's a bunch. That's good. I know. I know. I'm, a good I'm, yeah, but my story is that every time I would go. Over the course of a year or so, Elvis was playing, and I would literally go, You know, I gotta go see him, but he'll be here, here. He's always in Vegas. He's right. always in Vegas. And then, and then and shortly thereafter, he died. So so I never got to see hour. Elvis, which would have been a lot of fun. But the Beatles was, the Beatles and then Pink Floyd. I've seen every Pink Floyd concert forever. I've seen a lot of from Pink Pompeii Floyd concerts so. to when they split up and Roger Waters and the whole thing and Adam Hart okay. Mother, and anyway, get on a yeah. sidetrack.
1: But I spent a lot of time going to concerts. But you're
0: well, way more yeah. than me. <laughs> I was you're like nonstop. a groupie.
1: I was kind of.
0: You're like I, a super groupie. You were, and you I you manage. I don't want to keep talking about your book, but it's so <laughs> fascinating to me. Again, fearless, aventurosa. You just <laughs> managed to get into their rooms and sometimes into their yeah, and the thing and the thing and the thing. It's unbelievable.
1: I just, um, I'm very proud of that time. Really, I, I, <laughs> I was just reading an, uh, an article. This guy wrote. Uh, he he writes uh, uh, an article. He Rolling Stone about about um, books and music and everything. And he he talked about how he thought that my portrayal of the '60s and bands yes. was the best one he's ever was, read. And I was de- very dead impressed. Like coming on. from, from it the was dead on, especially critic, from
0: the point of view of. Soon to be, well, no, even then, an entertainer. Mm -hmm. You were entertaining, you were doing your your, showgirl. You were a showgirl.
1: Well, I hadn't quite been a showgirl. I was still a go go dancer. You were a go go dancer, twirling your thingies, and then
0: you were a showgirl, sort of a groupie chick.
1: Yeah. With incredible
0: experiences, and you lived to tell the story. I know. And you also pulled yourself out of the whole drug scene, which to me was frightening. I never did that. I imagine, I'm, again, we're same age. in the 60s it was more about hashish and weed and yeah. I tried it I thought I you know I'm that. I'm blessed with a crazy brain I'm very much like you my energy is always off the top I had all sorts of plans and I just didn't want to mess anything up I felt like maybe I'll take something or take a mushroom yeah, and then I had a few friends who went from being You know, a a certain energy and a certain amount, and to kind of just becoming like deadheads. And I thought, I I don't want to do that to myself. And I came back to the states. It got worse. And cocaine was everywhere. Yeah, that
1: was. mm, (laughs) That's all right. I just (laughs) the the, the acid (laughs) thing though. LSD. I really, I I say in my book, and Mm I don't know if this is a good thing to say, but I I honestly think that two things that changed my whole Mm -hmm, life mm -hmm. and made me kind of wake up were dropping acid really, okay, and going to Europe. When I was in my senior year of high school, yes, first I went yes. there just for a couple weeks, and uh, it just was like, uh, you know, mind expanding. Literally, yeah. I just like things opened up. I was like, I can't stay in Colorado. I can't do that. You know, I have to get out there and live my life. I mean, no, you—that's really, that, um,
0: your spirit, and you did that, and you were fearless. And then you probably have not done a lot of acid recently because you probably haven't long,
1: long, time. <laughs> Nothing since the '60s. <laughs> well, there you go. I wouldn't mind doing it again, though, with. With somebody who kind of walks me through it, you know, with yeah. uh, supervision, not just like taking out a nightclub but, and right, right, laying right. on the railroad tracks. Not you kind of did that, <laughs> huh? You did that. Yeah, I, I went out did to the club. That. I took too much acid, enough for six people. Unfortunately, I was supposed to break it into the <laughs> parts, and I took the whole thing. And then a friend found me laying on railroad tracks yes. out behind the club. That which is such and that's a bad. that's one of the many reasons why I to never west. took acid because yeah. my friends
0: at that time, who were all very immature. I was kind of more mature. I, I mean, take- I opened a nightclub at age 15. Yeah, that's hilarious. I read, literally. I read that part in your but book. But my friends, that they just crazy. wanted to get high and fuck around, yeah, and yeah. get high and more high. And I, oh. and some of the, some of them took acid, and they were found in the park, and the parents, all of it sounded like, oh, I don't want to go there. Yeah. So I, no, I
1: unfortunately, my both of my sisters who were younger, um, got into drugs same time I did. I mean, it was the 60s and yeah. everybody was doing, it. and they never got out of no, drugs. I they never, and I, both I, of I them died you know one of a drug overdose and one uh alcohol, alcohol overdose really
0: i don't like talking about so. it but i can't not say it my uh, we have a wonderful family i i have four kids i had four kids they're all adults and my son died about a year ago oh, uh, lost a 12-year battle uh, with addiction oh, God, and geez. the family oh. was there with him and for oh, yeah, him I'm and, so and in and out of facilities and so, it, hard, it, so hard, so No pain is greater, and I've been through a lot. Oh. Know, I got a thick skin, and I I, that was. No. And what, what it did, it really was. He was on the on the mend, um, and doing well, and going to college, and then COVID happened, and his support mm. groups, everything that he was doing to Just, keep, oh. they all disappeared, and oh that's ultimately God. what did it. So,
1: it's a horrible I couldn't, loss. Couldn't couldn't deal with that. I mean, yes. and I, I know, I'm sure you tried everything you could. I did with my everything. sisters. I sent my sisters to rehab so many times. I loaned them money. I did, everything. Everything, I did everything, people, you know, they were on the street, both of them for a while. They were homeless. And, Jesus. you know, I had people say, oh, well, you're wealthy. Why can't you do anything to help your sisters? Look, they're just, you know, on the streets." So I go, you have no idea. Right. what I've tried to do it doesn't yeah. work, no, it doesn't work. We're, we're, we're not ready I we mean, sometimes it works my niece and nephew we came don't have back the tools you know, the edge there was a yep. time
0: when I was praying for him to be arrested because in jail yeah. he would have been safe
1: I was always happy been, when I'm, when one of my sisters was in jail t- terrible thing I could to sleep say. at yeah. night yeah I really could
0: we could spend an hour about this I yeah mean, it's, Ugh, it's incredible depressing. it's incredible well, but, but it's, i'm so you know, sorry i can't even tell you yeah I it's really a that and and you know you have two sisters who are no longer here because yeah. of that so anyway going back to the beautiful <laughs> 60s Let's go back to the fun I, part. I avoided Ooh. all that but it was a magical time to be alive and you experienced the same magic i mean i was in rome i was in a different world but mm-hmm. same That's thing right. you know young girl everything was flowers and challenging and you, you were just doing your thing, and your thing was really crazy. It <laughs> I mean, was. It's like, I mean, and today, I imagine being gonna... 14 or 15 and, like, showing your boobies and working underage in a no. club. No.
1: How does I, that happen? I, if I thought about my child doing that, I'd lose my mind. I, you know, right. Can you imagine? Right. Um, exactly. But it was a really exciting time in Rome. It was a yeah. great time. It was kind of oh. via Veneto was the big place to go. and uh, Dolce club That started in, in the numero 50s. Numero Uno. Yeah. Did you ever mm-hmm. hear yes. of that club? And it Yellow. Was, Oh, Yellow club. Yellow. I've been Did there. you? Yes. You're oh my
0: God! You know when I read club your Chavo. book, it's like,
1: yeah. oh,
0: porco dio! I just think this is freaking amazing because <laughs> like, we God were we were literally do. crossing over there at those oh places. Oh my God! It was really um, oh, Italy's so... caught up a lot, but back in the sixties and the maybe up to the early seventies, Italy was like in the fifties. You know, it, was. it was. It was more like every, classy. I mean, my Italian friends, uh. the routine of their parents. I mean, they, they, the, the father usually would be the one going out, the lawyer or a doctor working. Mm-hmm. They, imagine this happening today. They would come home at 1. For, let's say it's Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Come home at 1. A beautiful Giant meal prepared. Dinner. Then a siesta, a nice a nap, nap. nap. All, then all the for, stores were closed. Clo- and I mean closed. And, and they're still closed. Everything. Unless yeah. you're a tourist and you're in the little touristy area. Yeah. Everything shuts close, down. Right? Then that fellow or... Woman, but it was usually a guy, would get mm-hmm. back in their car, drive to their office, and work till about eight. They yeah. literally had two commutes because yeah. in the middle of the day it was all about family mm-hmm. and having dinner. And Trunzo? then, God forbid, you made any noise as a little kid and running then, around yeah. to wake up, <laughs> signore, whoever the hell it was. Yeah. Very oh, different. I remember
1: world. that. And then Veragosto comes along, and oh, there's yes. not a single person in the whole city, and everything is closed, Which and you're out going, What? What happened? I didn't still get happens. it. Still yeah, happens. Uh, you know I, I've been back to Rome. The last time I was there was mm, a while ago, and it, you know it, uh, a lot of the magic is gone, sadly for me. I mean, I love I love Italy. I right. love it, but Rome just seems so overtaken by tourists and so kind of. What dirty time of year and, was it? Yeah, it was in the middle of summer, yeah. so bad. Time. So you you
0: know July, August, a bummer. You go in September, October. You know yeah. the beautiful thing about well.
1: If I could ever go anywhere in September and October, yes,
0: other than work, other than work, yeah. But
1: that's my. Yeah. The
0: amazing thing about Rome, which people can't relate to, other than the majesty of the city and the history and the food and the, and the vibe, putting yeah. all that aside, is you know I grew up there, and there's not a cobblestone out of place. There's no buildings torn down. Yeah, yeah. There's no, you know, the, the arches. There's no. It's Rome, the way Just I grew way. up as a child, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and there's something. I mean, they won't even let McDonald's build a, a building oh, there. They God. have McDonald's, and, you know, it's in an old building. It'll yeah. have a golden arch. Yeah, But they are, you know, Rome is built on Rome, yeah. and, and what's underneath Rome is mind-boggling. They're beginning to discover more things oh, and yeah. buildings. I went
1: and, to Trastevere one time, and a guy in the restaurant showed us down below was another layer yeah. of room. And Down below that Absolutely. was another layer of room. And Absolutely. down below that. Yes. And it just kept going. It
0: kept going. And they're discovering more. Shocking. Now there's little places where you can go and they actually – you can spend a few euros and then you go and you can kind of see it. But that's
1: yeah. in
0: two minutes or less the story of this nightclub I opened because wow. I rented a cantina, which was – Underground, right? Right. For no money. And I fixed it up and it was a private club. I thought I could get away with it. Well then as we cleaned it up, there was a a bricked up door and I asked the owner, he said, Well, you be be careful, but of course below that's another room. (laughs) So we took the bricks out, hauled out sorts of garbage and we had another room free. So that was the super like extra special make out room. There was no air down (laughs) there at all. It was all about making out. (laughs) Yeah, of course. At that age it was making out and kissing and boobies and slow dancing and Anyway, I won't get into my <laughs> into my story, but your 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 adventure Mine sounds
1: similar. Uh, you know, yeah.
0: times a thousand. Your your book is just unbelievable. It's like your it's your book exactly. your history, your early days. We'll hit Elvira in a minute.
1: Oh, but. you know what they called me uh, in in Rome? I, 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 all the guys, Akasa. 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 A, casa. a, casa. a yeah. casa. am not yeah. gay. Yes, Akasa. Does that kind of Ca- ring of bell? That Ca-
0: Ca- is just abbreviated Cassandra. Yeah, and they That's do that all name, the time. my name,
1: Cassandra. So they they call up my. I was above a. I was in a little pensione <laughs> above a, a, little coffee shop, and they in the morning the guys. Would well, call those up, all your suitors. Akasa. Akasa. you know, kind a casa, the Jew. <laughs> That's <laughs> exactly, exactly right. So funny! Oh, I love it there. I love it.
0: Well, you got to go back not during the tourist season.
1: Yeah, you go back any other time. I, yeah, it's I mean, I hate going. The last time I went to Venice was in the summer. What a nightmare! Never in the I, summer. I've been to Venice like every every season, and right the fall there and the spring were so fantastic. But of course, now I can't go in the fall anymore because I'm working.
0: I want to get back in the show business because because. The, the, we could talk for hours about it. We, we I people, haven't people even. People go to sleep. No, they go to sleep, on the clubs time. and the nightlife there yeah. and the crazy Italians and pinching your culo. And, oh yeah, my I god. I mean, because you were there again. People have wised up, and the Me Too thing. But you know, you got to look back at where history was, and 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 how men behave with women. And the the Italian guy was usually pretty. Uh, it was benign, but there was a lot of pinching and grabbing oh, yeah, and going grab on. Grabbing your
1: butt and everything all on, the time, and you yeah. kind of wanted it too. You'd be, yeah, be bugged out
0: if, if if they didn't give you that attention. Now that yeah. is not happening too much anymore. Yeah, I can imagine. Now, you know, the pendulum swings now. Men are afraid to talk to women. I mean, now we're, we're in a completely different world. Yeah, they end up but, getting But sued. Rome in the '60s, it was just a madness. It especially if you went fantastic. to those clubs.
1: I, yep, oh, I did. I did. I went. Met, I don't even know how met you did Isabella it by Rossellini there oh, wow. at that club one time, and her boyfriend and. Uh, Uh, they were wild. Wow. I'll tell you.
0: Anyway. Speaking of wild, this conversation is about to go into some seriously weird and wild and really unexpected places. So let's take a break for a moment to catch our breath, and we'll reconvene next week when we talk more to the illustrious Cassandra Peterson. And be sure to watch our video version of the show on Full Moon Features and Full Moon's Amazon Prime channel. See you dudes next time.